Welcome to Believe with Becky. This is the podcast where we practice the skill of confidence, celebrate individual strengths, and believe in your limitless potential for growth. I'm your host, Becky Smith. Episode 24, The Key to Happiness. I have some exciting news I want to share with you. I'm doing a life coaching workshop right here in Verado. So if you live in the local area in Arizona, in Buckeye, then lucky for you, you get to come to my very first life coaching workshop. I am doing it with my friend, Mikan, and it is called Back to You. The kids are back in school, and now it's time to get back to you. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the podcast. It is early August, and my kids are back in school. This is the first day that I haven't been running errands and running around. It's the first day that I've been able to actually be home in a quiet house. It's very strange, but nice. So I get to take this time to work on the podcast and to talk to you. And so today I wanted to talk about the key to happiness. Doesn't that sound nice that I could just tell you the key to happiness? (laughs) So here we go. Listen up. The key to happiness is strong relationships. As humans, we need to feel intimate, enduring bonds. We need to have the ability to confide in others and feel like we can give support and receive support, and we need to feel like we belong. So anything in our life that either broadens our relationship or deepens it is something that is going to be the key to our happiness. Another way of thinking of this is connection. We all long for connection. So if strong relationships and connection are the key to our happiness, then how do we go about bringing more of that into our lives? I recently heard a quote by Sean Stevens that reads, Emotions are the currency of humanity. Connection is the exchange of that currency. I really liked that quote because it sheds a little more light on why connection is so important to us. Because we all have these human emotions that we deal with um, that are a part of our life and connecting with another person is a way to exchange those emotions. I This is fresh on my mind because I had an example of this today um, in one of my fitness classes. Um, one of my participants 
came in and was not having the best day. And between me, her, and another person in the class, we were able to have a real connection and talk about some of the emotions that she was feeling. And to really, I bet for lack of a better word, bond and and exchange those emotions and have some of the words that were said were things like, me too, I've been there before, or that's so hard, or I'm sorry you're going through that. And this is the main reason I realized why I've been so drawn to fitness and life coaching is for me, it's a way to fulfill that connection that I'm striving for, that I'm longing for. The group fitness is a great way to bring people together that um, with possibilities of connection, with exchanging emotion and we know what? Sometimes we exchange emotion without ever even talking. Um, the human body, the human experience, the way we communicate, words are not the biggest way or the best way that we communicate. Um, I, you've probably heard it said before that 70 to 80% of our commun- communication is through our body language. And so that leads me also to why it is so important to get that face-to-face connection. And this is not an advertisement for group fitness. <laughs> it's just an example of why I love it so much. Um, because it does offer that opportunity for that connection in so many ways. And one of it is just that we're all in it together in this shared experience. We're all doing 50 burpees together or whatever it is that day. And it brings uh, a bond and a, and a connection. So back to my question, of how do we increase those connections in our life or how do we build them? And I would offer that first of all, you need to know your own self because a way that one person connects may not be the way another person connects. So you need to know what your own interests, values, and temperament And once you know that, you can kind of build your life around the things that work for you, the connections that work for you. Now, like, for example, um, group fitness and life coaching, they're not everyone's cup of tea, but they're mine and they work for me. And so I encourage you to find ones that work for you. Um, I want to ask you some questions to get you thinking about what kind of activities do you leave feeling the most connected? Is it going to lunch with some girlfriends? Do you walk away from that feeling so connected and listened to? Is it playing sports? Do you like to do a weekly volleyball game with some friends or just random people? Um, What about shared beliefs? What about religion? 
I mean, that is a big draw for me in my religion is the connection. Like sometimes that's all that gets me there every week is the connection with other people who believe the same thing that I believe. That's a real bonding connection. Um, What about are you introverted or extroverted? Like that makes a difference. Would you rather talk to two or three people about a kind of deep subject or about your problems? Or would you rather be at a party and have a lot of stimulation and talk about the weather and talk about the latest movie and talk about the cute outfit you're wearing? Um, Neither one of those are right or wrong. Just how do you like to feel the connection? Um, There's so many different ways. And of course, I haven't even mentioned one of the biggest and probably the connection that we get the most value from in our life, which is with our families, right? And to look at how we connect with our kids, how we connect with our spouse, and then piggybacking off one of my previous episodes, you can't leave out how you connect with yourself and your own relationship with yourself because that's also a relationship. So don't forget about that one. Another truth or principle of connection I learned from Dr. John Gottman. He is a famous researcher for mostly his work on marriage, but it translates to relationships in general. He coined a phrase called bid for connection. Now, what is a bid for connection? A bid for connection is an action that tries to get your attention and indicates a desire for connection. Now, In real life, people in our lives don't necessarily walk up to us and say, hey, I would like an emotional connection with you, right? They don't come right out and say that kind of thing. Instead, they will say things like, oh, look at the sky. Isn't it pretty? Or how was your day? Or... You wouldn't believe the day I had. Those are verbal bids for connection with the people in your life. Now, there is another kind of bid for connection, and that's called nonverbal. Nonverbal may look like someone just letting out a big sigh. (sighs) They want you to ask them how they are. They want to connect with you. It might be touching, might be that they touch your hand or um, give you a hug or something like that. It might be that they come and sit right next to you. Even though there's a bunch of available seating in the rest of the room, they come sit next to you. They're asking for a connection. Um, Also, they might send you a funny link or a funny story. It's a way of connecting. Now. Within all these verbal and nonverbal bids is a hidden message. And that message is, I want to connect with you. So please give me your attention. Now, they're looking for a positive response from you. 
And we don't always deliver, right? And one of the reasons that I wanted to point out this truth or this principle is because if we're more aware of it, then we can um, make more of an effort to meet those bids. So let me give you an example of ways that some people miss miss it. They miss the message, okay? Um, if someone says, hey, look at those clouds, and you're more intent on your phone, and you just think it's about the clouds, you might miss it. Or if your child says, I just won in Fortnite, and you're like, I don't care about Fortnite. You're missing a bid for connection. It's not about the Fortnite. It's not about the clouds. They're asking for your connection. They're asking for your attention. Now, let me tell you some, there's basically three responses to a bid for connection. The first one is that you turn away from it. So you just kind of ignore them. The second one is that you turn against it. So if someone, if one of my children comes and tries to tell me something about Fortnite, not only I'm not just ignoring him, but I might say something like, why are you always on that stupid game, right? That would be turning against their connection. And then the last response would be that you turn towards it. So I physically look at them and say, tell me more about that. Now, Dr. Gottman noticed in his research that the couples who tended to either turn away or turn against their partners or um, people in their lives, their bids for connection, those are the ones whose relationships didn't make it. And there was a percentage. You don't have to do it every time. So just in case you're going, oh, no, sometimes I don't want to. You know, sometimes I don't feel like it. Or sometimes I miss it, especially with kids, right? A toddler gives you lots of bids. They're constantly touching you. They're constantly saying, mom, 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 right? So I'm not saying that you have to answer every bid. But it's a percentage. And it does you know, take in the age and all of that. But when we're talking about your partner, your significant other, try to get that percentage as high as you can. And this is back to where, before we talked a little bit about technology, this is about where technology, again, is great. It is a way that you can connect, you know, send someone a link, tell them you're thinking about them during the day, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it can also be a hindrance because a lot of time I know that my kids only see the top of my head because I'm looking at my phone and I need to look up and look them in their eyeballs and meet their bid for connection and make some bids of my own also. So we talked about the responses and I talked about the hidden message that the sender is trying to give, which is, hey, listen to me. And if you don't respond or you turn against, you are also setting, sending a hidden message. And that message is, I don't care about you. <laughs> I'm not interested. So I want you to just be aware 
that this is going on and think about that. Next time a friend, a spouse, a child has a bid for connection and see it for what it really is. And sometimes it can be something like them saying, mom, will you cook me an egg? And it's not always just that they're don't want to do it for themselves or that they're lazy. It's their way of a bid for connection. It's their way of saying, hey, do you care about me? Hey, will you do this for me? And so let's try to see that in these bids and not make it mean. Um, Back to life coaching, I always ask myself, not always, but I try to ask myself, what am I making this mean? And so when your kid, your spouse, your partner is making a bid for connection, make it mean that that's what it is. And try as much as you can to meet it because that, that connection works both ways. If they bid and you accept, then you get a part of that connection too. And this whole podcast is talking about how connection and building relationships is the key to happiness. Another principle of connection that I have tried to put into practice over the years with my children is something that I learned actually off the Oprah show from Toni Morrison. She said that as mothers, sometimes when we see our children, we see all the things that they need help from us, right? So we see their messy hair and we see that their shoes don't match and we see that their clothes are crumpled or rumpled. And just speaking from experience here, and the first thing we want to do is correct them and tell them to go brush their hair, tell them to change their shirt, right? But it's so important to connect with them first. And one way that Toni Morrison, the way she put it, I really like. She said a question actually to ask yourself. Do your eyes light up when they walk in the room? So simple, right? But do they register the joy on your face from you be- or them being in your presence? It seems like such a little thing, but I notice a huge difference. And maybe it's not necessarily just that your eyes light up or you look happy to see them, but that you put your phone down and you look in their eyes and you acknowledge their presence and that you're glad they're there. That is a connection. And I've heard the phrase, you've probably heard it before, but connect before you correct And there's not a time where that's more true than in parenting. Now, another principle that I've heard that is very close to this, I'm just going to piggyback off of the one, the principle I just told you, um, which is the four minute rule. And that is the first four minutes of an interaction are the most important. So think of with your children or your spouse when, and it's usually like transitions, like when when they are coming home from work or they're coming home from school or you're waking up in the morning, those first four minutes set the tone for the whole rest of the time you have together. So again, link those two together and think about those first four minutes as your time to connect with that person. 
And really, four minutes, we can all spare four minutes, right? But sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, I just got to send this email. I just got to hit this text. And and we and speaking from experience again, we don't take the time to make that connection. Now, I can't talk about this connection and building relationships without bringing up this little thing that we have in our modern day life that other generations did not have, and that is um, social media and not just social media, but just technology in general. Now, do I think that technology can enhance our relationships? Yes, of course it can. I mean, FaceTime is amazing. And texting, especially for an introvert, is wonderful. (laughs) And being able to do a Zoom call with my family once a month and see all my siblings at the same time, because we all live in different states. Amazing. And do I walk away feeling more connected? Yes, most of the time I do. But I want to give just a little caveat here, a little warning. I also read a quote that really made me think about media and how we use it in our connections. And this quote is also by Sean Stevens. He said, devices exchange data, not emotion. So remember I said, or his other quote was about connection is the exchange of emotion. So devices can't exchange emotion. They exchange data. And so sometimes those devices can be a false connection. When we're scrolling Facebook, right, that can be a false connection. When we have to check it every 10 minutes and we have to see what other people are doing and it creates a bunch of other mind drama it's not a really true connection. It's kind of, it's a false connection at that point. Um, and I kind of would say that it, a lot of it depends on how much time, um, who you're following, what thoughts it's bringing up. Um, and, you know, even things like how amazing FaceTime is, if that's the only interaction that you ever have with the person, then that can be, you know, that false connection. So I just bring that up as a a caution and to just keep it in check. I do think that it enhances and adds to our quality and value of life. And I think it's amazing, but we do just need to keep it in check and in line and not let it get out of control. Um, Technology can be the cherry on top of our relationships on top of that human connection and that exchange of emotion, but it is not, it shouldn't be the main ingredient of the cake, okay? (laughs) So 
that's just a few points to think about and to ask yourself those questions. How do I like to connect? One more question to ask yourself is how can I make it happen in my life? Do I need to pull out my calendar and schedule a lunch with that friend I've been thinking about or that friend whose Facebook I've been watching? Or can I use technology to reach out to that friend and text them and say, hey, I've been thinking about you. I just had that happen today. Someone texted me, said, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. And it meant so much to me. I just loved that. And then she wanted to get together for lunch, which is awesome. So we get both of the connection. So how can you add more of that in your life? How can you add it with your family? How can you add it with your sister? your friend? Um, How can you get it just in your daily life? Does a yoga class help you get it? Does a volleyball game help you get it? Does going to church? It's the key, one of the keys to happiness. So think about that this week. And also remember that I've added the feature that you can leave me a voice message. I noticed on Apple, on iTunes, that there's a place you can click, leave me a message, um, or it gives you a phone number. I'm not, I'll have to look a little more into that, but you can leave me a message. You can send me messages and um, just let me know how this is working for you or how you're thinking about it. You can send me a DM on Instagram, which is Believe with Becky Podcast. You can send me an email, believefitness at yahoo.com. I would love Speaking of connection, <laughs> I would love to connect with you. And I know that there are people out there listening and that they're benefit from, from this. So thank you so much for listening again and bye for now. <laughs>